Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. I'm just a bill, yes, I'm only a bill, and I'm sitting here on Capitol Hill. Well, it's a long, long journey to the Capitol City. It's a long, long wait while I'm sitting in committee, but I know I'll be a law someday, at least I hope and pray that I will, but today I am still just a bill. Today I'm very happy to have as my guest Mark Porter of ScoutingOhio.com. Mark is the founder, owner, CEO, basically all things ScoutingOhio.com. It's his business and has been for 15 years now. Mark and I have known each other a long time, going back to when he started the business. One of my good friends in the business and just happy to have you join us today, Mark. Well, it looks like during a pandemic, you're busting out the all-star team, so I'm, I'm proud to be a part of that. You must have had to look pretty far down the well to find me today, so <laughs> I well, can't wait to talk some Ohio State sports. You'll have plenty of time to do it. I'm really glad to have you on board here today, and let's begin with the college football season. Uh, you and I have talked about this, about a possible delay in the college football season. Uh, we've even talked about it all the way out to the springtime for the start of the college football season and you you talk to the college coaches a lot you know what are you getting vibe wise on on the college football season and when it will start you you know that's a good word to use vibe you know because we're not doctors we don't have you know all the science to know what's going on really with this pandemic so people have feelings and they have hunches and vibes and um, I saw you know Kirk Herbstreit tweeted something about a plan for college football in the spring and you know, you've talked to college coaches, and, and the words they're using are contingencies. You know, I think you know everyone knows how valuable these sports seasons are, whether it's baseball, football, whatever, pro, college, high school, um, and they don't want to lose it. And it, you know, they're, they're desperate not to lose it, and they're being creative from coaching to virtual online tours of the campus, and they're doing everything they can not to you know, lose football or let it slip at all, the product slip and, you know, the, that, that type of stuff. So, yeah, you know, there's there's a plan where if, you know, we can't get football in in the fall, you know, hey, let's play it in March, April, May, and maybe a national championship right after that. And, you know, you still have football. Yeah, it's a shame that it's going to compete with other sports. And, you know, but, you know, but at the end of the day, fans want their football. You know, they that stadium needs to be filled and, you know, people need to get back to normal. Well, let's hope that that happens sooner rather than later. It's hard for me to imagine uh, not having a college football season uh, come the fall or, or or even waiting until March or whatever. That's just hard to imagine, and I know it is for you too, so let's hope for the best. Um, let's, um, let's turn to a little different topic. Um, you know, you and I have talked about the talent level in Ohio as compared to, say, 10 or 15 years ago. Or, you know, I gosh, I've been doing this 33 years, I think, now. And, you know, what the talent level was back then as compared to, say, 15 years ago to say now. And I've, that question comes up on, on Bucknuts 
you know, what's the talent level compared to, say, 10 or 15 years ago that's in Ohio yeah. right now? And I know you're, you're well aware of that. So what's your feeling there? Yeah, ironically, I'll, I'll give out some stats and some numbers that will help make an argument either way. But I went back, and I graduated in 91, and I looked at some of the 1990 news clippings about kids going to college back then. And in Youngstown, uh, we had an all-star game here in Youngstown, and we probably had 20 or 25 Division One football players in that game. And a lot of them were MAC players, but there were Michigan players in town, and uh, Greg Kuzmal was the Ohio State player in town, and uh, Craig Powell back then. And we had two Ohio State players in town, you know. Uh, in the past couple of years, Youngstown has struggled to produce one Division One football player in the entire town. So if you want to go back 15 years or so when I started, uh, Cardinal Mooney, probably had seven Division One football players on one team, and Ursuline probably had five or six, and the names are like John Simon and uh, Beecham and Michael Zordich and Dan McCarthy and uh, Marlowe going to uh, Nebraska. And, it, I mean, it was an unbelievable run of talent 15 years ago. Uh, obviously, Youngstown's not a great case study because of the population decline, and, you know, obviously the football is going to decline with it. But I want to say about uh, every day on signing day, I tweet out the numbers of Division One signees. And I think this year we were around 110, and last year might have been around 115. Uh, about eight or nine years ago, we were around 168. Uh, so we've definitely dropped off. Now, that shouldn't make Ohio State fans nervous because that's a total number. You know, and, and the academies, Army, Navy, uh, Air Force, they give out a lot of scholarships in that number of 115. And if you take those away, you're probably under 100. Um, Ohio still ranks right there after the California, Texas, Florida, Georgia, Ohio. You know, they're still there. But why Ohio State fans shouldn't worry is the top players in Ohio aren't affected by the bottom end numbers. In fact, the, the elite training and the elite programs in Ohio don't worry about those. They're producing great players. They have great rope break programs. They have great coaches. The, the five-star, four-star prospects coming from Ohio have not diminished by any means. So Ohio State is not affected by, you know, low-end MAC recruiting, you know, Division II, you know, academy recruiting. But when you ask about total numbers, football in Ohio, why that is a decline, and I know I'm long-winded here, is numbers are down in football in general. You know, and that's a whole other topic. I, mean, I have young kids, and I see the peewee leagues, and I see the, the, the youth leagues and the 7th and 8th grade teams, JV teams, freshman teams. And it's not shocking for anyone to hear that, an alarming amount of freshman and JV games are being canceled because high school teams simply don't have great numbers for freshman and JV teams. And that hurts development, and that hurts the product and the numbers. So that's why you see the total number down, but the haves have it, and the have-nots will struggle. So the haves, meaning like top five-star prospects, top Division One programs, they're not struggling. <laughs> you know, the, the good players are still there, and they're being developed at a high, high level. So long answer for your question, but... I think everybody's got time right now. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. <laughs> that's, that's true. And uh, and that your, your answer, Mark, leads me into my 
next question, you know, talking about the elite players in Ohio. And, you know, Ohio State basically has landed those guys. Um, you look at their offer, I should say their commitment list right now, and they have 17 commitments. Um, and of those 17, seven are from Ohio, and five, the top five players in Ohio in the 247 sports rankings have all committed to Ohio State. So uh, they're doing just fine with the top kids, like you like you mentioned, and the top kids are outstanding. Got Jack Sawyer, Jaden Ballard, Reed Carrico, Mike Hall, and Ben Crispin. They've all committed to Ohio State, those top five guys. So talk uh, about that group. Of of players, you know, headed to Ohio State, the really top elite guys there. Yeah, and you know, it, it's not a great group to make my case in point, but the Pickeringtons, the Maslin Washingtons, the LaSalle, those are big time programs year in or year out. They're always going to produce the big time players. Like I said, those programs aren't struggling, but you see a Streetsboro and an Ironton and places like that producing Ohio State player. You know, that's those places are developing players too. You know, like Ohio doesn't have a, a problem developing top-level Ohio State players. And then when these players do reach the field, Ohio State's uh, production on the field is not, you know, suffering. It's not like they're struggling to win the, win the Big Ten all of a sudden because, you know, Ohio football is down at the bottom end. So, the, you know, there's never been really a repo- problem recruiting, and you're talking about the number one class in the country. It's, it's really, you know, elite at, at all levels. And, you know, I've seen Jack Sawyer play, um, gosh, I'd say five times in person in the last two years, I'm guessing. Um, uh, your impressions of, of, of Jack and what he's going to be at Ohio State? Yeah, like, you know, talking to you about Ohio State guys is so, like, refreshing. And remember, we're doing this so much. And, you know, in my business, just to take a little aside, like, I'm, I'm watching the MAC players and the Division II players, and I'm trying to come through those guys and, you know, find the best of the best in those groups. Because guys like Jack Sawyer and Jaden Ballard and uh, Jalen they're, they're off the charts in my book, you know, compared to the other Ohio players. They're, they're such a rung and a cut above talent wise, size wise, maturity wise. You know, they have it in the classroom. I mean, it reminds me of what it takes to be an Ohio State player. And, why the guys you just mentioned are so elite. I mean, they, they're the no-brainers of no-brainers, and I know that's a cliche, but, I mean, Jack Swartz, since a freshman, sophomore, you know, it's been a no-brainer. You know, Jaden Ballard is unbelievable for a high school receiver, the size and the speed and the dominance he can, you know, that, that state championship or with uh, the, the secondary from LaSalle, which is as good as any secondary I've seen since Glenville, versus the masculine receivers was awesome. You know, like in a, a scout's mind to see that type of talent on that type of talent. And both sides put on a show. They both made plays and, you know, it was a great, great game. You know, it, it really speaks to, you know, how Ohio State has, you know, I've always said it, they don't recruit high school players. They recruit NFL draft picks and they look at their players and project them ahead three years and say, is this what the NFL is going to want as a first, second round draft pick? You know, we not an NFL free agent, not, you know, something like that. We want to, we don't have to settle for anything less than that. You know, and, that, and that's true with these guys. And you referred uh, quick, uh, a little bit there to Jalen Johnson, Cincinnati, uh, LaSalle defensive back. Uh, you know, I've seen him play in person and I really like that kid. I, I, I I think he's going to be an outstanding safety for the Buckeyes. Um, um, 
he tells me he has been recruited all the way as a safety for Ohio State. What do you see in Jalen Johnson? Yeah, I was speaking at my evaluation of him, and it was real easy to see in person. He's better than everybody he lines up against right now. He's a physical specimen. You know, he's he's bigger than the Duran Grants and guys. I'm thinking they went to Ohio State in the past. Uh, Gary on Conley, he comes off as a thicker, solid you know player build wise, but he's got so much speed and hitting ability. It's almost like it's too much at corner in high school and at safety. He just dominates anything he sees, whether it's tackling or running. I mean, he could flip the offense and be a big time running back or a receiver tomorrow morning if he had to. You know, I don't know if at Ohio State level, but this is a special, special athlete back there. And that whole secondary in LaSalle, every one of them is just unbelievable. It's, it's unbelievable how much talent is in one place for secondary guys. Yeah, yeah you've got Jalen Johnson going to play safety, I State. His teammate, Devontae Smith, is going to play corner. It's it's really, it's truly remarkable. And I, and I think even more about Jalen, he has corner skills at safety and Vice versa, the other guy has safety skills at corner, which is unbelievable. So you have a corner that hits like a safety and a safety that covers like a corner. You know, wow, that's that's what Ohio State football is, and that's what lets them get away with those coverages and defenses, you see. Well, let's move now to, to the class of 2022. Uh, Ohio State has offered three players in that class from the state of Ohio, offensive lineman Ted Shabola, uh, linebacker Gabe Powers, and then athlete C.J. Hicks, who they're recruiting uh, primarily as a linebacker. Uh, talk about those three. Yeah, um, Hicks, I think, is a linebacker. You know, I've, I watched him at tailback, I watched him line up a corner, and I've watched him grow right through those positions. You know, like, as a freshman, he looked like a corner. As a sophomore, he looked more like a safety linebacker. And the words defensive end, you know, uh, Tyvis Powell had that long build like that. Uh, the linebacker, Josh Perry, had that long build like that. So you might see that type of development with him. You know, really special player. Um, the other guys, Tegra, big road grader inside. Um, I'm looking ahead at that class even more because that's where I'm focusing at my business. You know, the class of 2021 is done. Now it's 22, 23 guys. And you know what? At the top, because those guys are easier to pick out, there are a few names that are really – you know, kind of popping out to you. There's even the kid Finley, I think you guys have, you know, uh, featured before Luke Montgomery. I mean, are yep. these guys, do I, do I put the blessing on them as sophomores and freshmen usually and say they have to, you know, offer right away like a place like Ohio State? No, but that's certainly the name of guys. Uh, Derek Shepard, you know, over at Alter, you know, the teammate of uh, the corner we just talked about. He's blown up a little bit is the word. Um, Blake Miller is a kid I've been following since eighth grade, the, the offensive lineman at Strongsville. And when I saw him in eighth grade, I thought he was a junior in high school, a Division One junior in high school. So he's just unbelievably built for his size. And uh, C.J. Doggett over at uh, Pickerington, you know, he's blown up a little bit lately. And I think college coaches are, are who traditionally weren't dipping into sophomores have time to now and have the resources to, and I think you're going to see more of those offers come out uh, that weren't traditionally names that were offering sophomores. Usually Ohio State always leads the charge of the sophomore freshman evaluations and getting those guys on campus and, you know, in that race where I think because of the situation we're in, coaches simply just have more time on their hands to do this stuff, whether it's expanding their own recruiting area or if you're a running back coach and all of a sudden now you're watching receivers and tight ends and, you know, positions you weren't normally watching. I think there's a lot of that going on right now. 
Well, to wrap things up, just give our listeners a, a brief overview of exactly how how you do things, what you do at ScoutingOhio.com, and who, who do you do it for? Yeah, you know, you mentioned when we started back in 2005, I remember some of the first players I covered were Brandon Sane. And I was brought up by, you know, old school guys, you know, when I got in this business, whether it's people know John McAllister and Dwayne Long and, of course, Bill Green and I started back, I think, in 2005 together when he was with J.J. Huddle and coming into contact with you and Gary House, too. I mean, when I got into this a long time ago, there were a group of guys that I watched that they have work ethic in this sports business. And how do you apply that work ethic to a business? And, you know, what we've really come up with over the years is we're approved by the NCAA to scout the state of Ohio, and we provide a report. And it, when we started, Bill, it was a top 200. And we put those on DVD, and it was, like, revolutionary. <laughs> no one had ever seen anything like it. Now it's, like, a top 3,000, and it's done in spreadsheets and uh, databases, and it's online, and there's, you know, it, there's so much to it that it's, you know, the analytics that even go into it these days that it's changed. And I've been lucky to stay a part of it and try to stay even on the forefront, pushing it a little harder. But at the end of the day, you know, like, if I'm scouting – any prospect from purely Division three to Division one in Ohio. And I really try not to miss a player, you know, in person. And Friday, Saturdays, uh, Thursday nights, I'm in as many games as I can, just putting eyeballs on people and really making sure when a coach says a kid's 6'2", that when I stand next to him, he's actually 6'2". You know, I don't mean to be long-winded, but, you know, you're not going to drive down to Ironton every year unless I tell you, hey, you need to go down there this year. Or, you know what, I went down and stood next to that linebacker, and he's only six foot tall. You don't need to make the extra two-hour drive, Coach. You know, So a uh, grad assistant is what I call myself at the end of the day for the coaches. I do a lot of the dirty work, but, you know, lucky to do it. Well, speaking of lucky, we uh, are fortunate to have you on the show today, Mark. Uh, always good catching up with you. Like I've said, one of my good friends from the business uh, for – 15 years or so, and uh, great having you out here today to give out your knowledge, and we uh, really appreciate it. Yeah, stay safe, and uh, stay safe to Buckeye Nation. Nice to hear from you guys. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.